water and your Bible quotes and listen to one time summer camp. And welcome everybody to the greatest freaking podcast you have ever heard. We're talking about fertilizer. We are talking. We were talking about fertilizer. And poo. It was so exciting. This and poo. This one time at fertilizer camp. Uh, and we also talked about Jeff's uh, favorite boy band and his subsequent obsession with them. But if you want to know more about that, I guess you'll just have to subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, but more on that later. Uh, welcome, everybody. My name is Aaron Colwick. I'm going to be your host for this lovely episode. And I am here with my two lovely co-hosts. I have John. Say hi, John. Hey. And I have Jeff. Say hello, Jeff. What's up? All right. They are very enthusiastic and definitely ready for this podcast episode. But just in case they weren't, I have a fantastic get-to-know-you question. <clears throat> it involves animals again. I've done a few with animals, so here we go. If one animal was made the size of an elephant, which would be the best and which would be the scariest? So you need two answers here. Which would be the best and which would be the scariest? I'm also realizing I have to answer this question. I'm very unprepared. Uh, but I'll start. My name is Aaron Colick, and I am the former program director of Briarwood and Camp Stony from, respectively, Texas and New Mexico. And if... I was to get two animal animals and make them the size of elephants, and one would be the best and one would be the scariest. I think the scariest would be an ant. If there was an ant the size of an elephant, like a fire ant or something, or like those like army ants, those would be absolutely awful um, because ants freak me out anyway as far as like how strong they are and stuff, and uh, it would just be awful. Um, really, any bug, I think, <laughs> the size of an elephant would just scare me. Any bug. Um, which would be the best... Um, I'm gonna say, oh my gosh, like, a really sweet puppy. <laughs> I think that'd be adorable. Now, I don't want to be, like, necessarily in the same containment zone as this uh, elephant-sized puppy, but I think it'd be really freaking cute. It'd be awesome. Trying to... All right, John, how about you? Trying to think here. I definitely know which one would be the worst. Um, <laughs> Introduce yourself, though. <clears throat> no, no, no. I'm going to make him guess. All right. <laughs> Thanks, John. <laughs> We're so professional. Um, my name is John. I am currently sitting at my desk in Idaho. Um, oh. Looking outside, and it's kind of raining. It's kind of not. We need moisture, though. Anyway, I'm the former program director at Luther Heights Bible Camp, um, right there on the map in front of me. Um, <laughs> and the worst thing that could be the size of an elephant would be a spider. Oh. I am terrified of spiders this big, let alone this. You're scared of... Have we talked about this? I you feel like we you're scared of spiders. It might not have been on the podcast, but we've definitely talked about it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like nothing else. <laughs> so. um, the best thing would be a pika. Pika? Like pika. Pikachu? No. It's a it's a mountain dwelling mammal that looks like a little How do you spell it? P I K A. Oh like Pikachu. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's adorable. Yeah. 
They live. Oh my god. They live like really high up in the mountains here in Idaho. Like, I mean, you'll find them at ten thousand feet, like, just hanging out. Wow. But they're becoming so rare because of you know climate change and all that wonderful stuff. And oh. uh, wow. Yeah. These things are adorable. I love it. Yeah, but I want an elephant-sized one. That is kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> uh but that i could get down with that all right uh jeff hi i'm jeff i'm the former program director of lutherdale and sugar creek in wisconsin oh my gosh you're the worst <laughs> <laughs> and yeah um, if i oh man i was gonna say if i could be but that's not what we're asking <laughs> if i could be the size of an elephant <laughs> nope. uh the worst animal to be the size of the elephant would be a pack rat Ugh. Good old throwback. Oh, the non-existent pack rat? Yeah. Because yeah. uh, pack rats are disgusting and they're... Made up? No. I think just like any rodent in general, like <laughs> the size of an elephant would be horrible. I would agree with John, though. A spider would also be very bad. Ugh. Um, and I'm then, you, any bug. Any bug the size of an elephant is terrifying. Ugh. And then the best animal the size of the elephant would be a elephant because they're the only animals that should be that big. Oh my gosh, what a lame answer. No, I refuse. You're picking a new one. Try again. Nope. Elephant. Try again. Elephant. Oh, sorry, let me take the mask off my microphone. You must not have... <laughs> he, did... he had a mask on his mic. <laughs> you must not have heard me, Jeff. I didn't. What would you say? Go again. Oh, elephant. Oh, okay. Why? Well, like... But why, Jeff? Because I know that any, you're a creative any person. Any animal that big would just be terrifying. Like, even the cute puppy would be giant and would destroy you. How about a wolf? <laughs> that sounds awful. A sheep. Okay, a sheep. Okay. That, oh. That'd be kind of cute. Oh, so much grass. It'd be like a woolly mammoth, though. <laughs> Literally. But you could also, like, you could you could shrink animals, you know? What? Like a blue whale. The size I, almost, of I did think of whale to make them a little smaller and less intimidating. Yeah. But I, I didn't want to go with that. <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, cool, man. Well, thanks, y'all, for your very creative answers, except for you, Jeff. Thanks. <laughs> and we're going to move on to Jeff. You, I believe you are giving us a what are the odds question that hopefully I won't lose. I am. And this... I realize a lot of ours have to do with food, which, you know, well, that's fine. Um, this one also is food related. I think this uh, is something we actually talked about in a past episode. I think one of you in particular was disgusted by this idea. Um, Most so, Aaron. if it's garlic, I absolutely it's not garlic. That. Uh, it's something sweet. Uh, uh, so, what are the odds you'll eat a bowl of spaghetti with syrup on it? <laughs> Elf, Buddy the Elf style? Yes. That's what we talked about. We mentioned Buddy the Elf. Oh, and I think, John, you cute. said it was disgusting. That sounds that's awful. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Good I wrote job, it down. Man. I do like spaghetti. But just the noodles, that not is... like with the sauce. That'd be gross. How much? How much just spaghetti? Just like a bowl. A little bowl. A bowl? Yeah. And just syrup, like nothing yeah, else. Spaghetti and syrup. You okay. could choose it. Well, because well, like Buddy the Elf, he has the marinara also. Oh, no, I wouldn't do marinara. Just, like, noodles and stuff. Uh, all right, all right, all right, all right. Syrup. John, I'll let you go first. Yeah, I mean, I'm not too nervous. <laughs> Wait, do I, I have to know. eat the whole thing? Just a yeah, bowl. A whole bowl. One bowl. 
The bowl of noodles. Oh, a bowl of noodles. Just like a normal size bowl, not a big bowl. I won't make you do a whole box. Just like a normal bowl of noodles. Well, I usually... You can choose your noodles, too. Yeah, my bowls are like cupcake tins, so... <laughs> no, like a <laughs> cereal bowl. <laughs> uh, one... Uh, ugh. This just sounds terrible. <laughs> that, ugh. <laughs> That's great. One out of ten. Like, I'll always try a food once. You do say that a lot. <clears throat> yep. So one out of ten. We're talking maple syrup, right? Yeah. All natural? No, the sweet and stuff. I wish. Oh, yeah, the high fructose corn syrup. Yep. Like, you know, Aunt Jemima oh, yeah. or Log Cabin. Yeah, you can't say that first one anymore. What? Isn't that her name? No, nah, it's canceled. Canceled. That, like, brand doesn't exist? It got canceled. They built it so, on culture. Okay. Then Log Cabin. <laughs> uh, or Mrs. Buttersworth. Mrs. Buttersworth. Is she around still? Nope. <laughs> no, she died. Dude. <laughs> oh. uh, Long time What'd ago. you say? One out of ten, John? One out of ten. I did. I'm going to go one out of four. Ew. So one of seven. Uh-huh. Make it easy math for Jeff to divide. <laughs> hey, I'm good at math. All right, you guys got your numbers? Y'all ready? It's going to be me again, isn't it? Okay, I got it. John, Wait, you good? So who do we have to match with again? If John. I match with one of you, you have to do it. If both of you match, then I have to do it. Oh, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when I tried to play this game last time, I ended up agreeing to have my nails painted, so no. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm ready. All right. I'll count down three, two, one, and then we'll say it on go. Okay. So All on right. go? Yes. <laughs> I hate this. God. All right. Here we go. Three, two, one, six. Four. Two. <laughs> I even gave it to you, bud. I know, I John. I didn't you. think you were actually going to do that to me. <laughs> well, I guess no one has to... Dude, that's disappointing. Always a step here. ahead. Phew. That's. I'm really disappointed that no one had to do that one. Um, I realized, John. John, I re you are planning to come down here to Dallas Where's for a day, and you're gonna do the, uh, <laughs> the, the 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 manicure thing with me. Is that still on or no? Oh yeah. Pedicure, so. dude. Come on, bro. Pedicure. We're doing both. I That's thought it was just thing. a pedicure. Was the no? He said if he came down here, he was gonna have to do the manicure too. Yeah, I'll do, I'll do them both. Cool. Right. I realized you also lost one where you're gonna have to wax your nose hairs, and we have not <laughs> done that yet. Good and memory. I found out the place, the place that I get my got my hair cut, does nose hair wax. <laughs> so we're also gonna do that. You're gonna have an eventful day. I'm sad I'm missing it's a, it. It's gonna be a great day. All right. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Um, no, it's going to be great. We're going to pamper ourselves by getting our nails painted and getting your nose. Oh, yeah. They can't. What if they accidentally rip off your mustache hairs? Well, and then I don't see them ripping off like the whole mustache. It's right here. So it'd be <laughs> this like, is a bald spot. Bald. It's I'd like the opposite Hitler. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, all right, y'all. Uh, that was a good one, Jeff. Thank you. Um, Thanks, Jeff. I'm very glad I didn't lose this time. Yeah. Uh, John. Yep. 
what is the story for this episode? All right. So, so many conversations I've had about like risk management and everything in the past have revolved, especially at camp, have revolved around um, dogs at camp. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like they can be a huge risk because dogs are their own animal and they might bite somebody. They might not. And they might be adorable or whatever. I don't know. There's, right. they're, they're just a, they're not a wild animal, but they're their own thing. And you, you just don't know how they're going to react in certain situations that come up. Mm-hmm. So mine story, mine story. Minus story is... Minus story. Um, we had the staff member who... Um, it was the end of the regular camping season, so it was the fall. We were doing retreats, everything like that. And this staff member decided that it was a great idea to go out and get a dog. That's fine. Um, at the time, though, we did not allow dogs on campus for staff for people visiting anything like that so this person then decided to kind of bring this dog to camp and hide it on site (laughs) we find out about it and um some other things happened so one way we found out about it was um a bear came into camp um, and, t- and tattled. Man. The bear <laughs> a dog. told on them. A dog. A dog. <laughs> he pointed his little paw and everything. No, he. <laughs> so this staff member decided it was a good idea to put their dog food in their vehicle. And so, what did that do? It brought bears on the camp looking for dog food. Not only mm-hmm. that. They decide it's a good idea that maybe the dog and the bears should fight because, you know, that's their property, whatever. No, they they didn't. They weren't like, oh, I'm going to make my dog fight this bear. It was like, no, the bear says it's their territory. And the dog's like, no, it's actually mine. And so if they see each other out, they might decide to rip each other apart. Um, then this dog. This <laughs> is I got it. I can't blow my mind. Then this 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 dog got away at one point and was just running throughout camp. And luckily, we didn't have anybody on site. But basically, it said it said in the um, policies that staff members can't have pets at camp. Um, this person this is a decided this is to full time staff. This is a full time staff member. Correct. Okay. Then, um, not only did they go against the policy, but then all this other stuff happened, brought danger into camp yeah. in the form of bear. What do you do? Uh, man, I, this blows my mind. Uh, I guess the first thing would be setting up a betting booth between... For setting up the fight, mega fight between the dog and the bear. I mean, there's a lot of marketing you got to go into that to make sure that's a successful event, y'all. Ooh. No, um, <laughs> golly, that blows my mind. Um, Who would do that? So hold on, real quick. I I have. You said that you that people were finding out about the dog 
because of these incidents of the dog escaping mm-hmm. and the bear incident. Right. Did these happen like on the same day? Or like how are there separate instances and this wasn't resolved in the first instance? Right. So at first this person was able to keep the dog hidden away. But yeah. the fact that the bear kept coming and going to one car hmm. that had tint on its window so you couldn't really see inside of it. That's not illegal in Idaho. Um, the bear kept coming, okay. and they were like, why? why does this bear keep coming? Why is it just going to but this yeah. one spot? Like, We've got to take gotcha. care of it. And then the other... And the dog got out? And then after that, like days later, the dog started getting out and found out how to get out of this person's abode. <laughs> and so that is was the big, like, ah, mm-hmm. this all is coming together now. Okay, uh, I'm going to do the rare thing and try to answer as serious as I can. Um, I think at that point, it's it's kind of one of those come to Jesus talks with the said owner of dog and say, hey, we have these policies in place for a reason. Um, if you had an issue with it or you wanted to talk about it, that's something you can do. Like, I personally, I am I'm kind of an open-minded person i'm willing to discuss things if there's a good reason to discuss it right there's some things that are you know open and shut but like hey i think we should do this or shouldn't do that because x y and z yeah i'm totally willing to talk about things for the betterment of everybody because i'm only there's only so many people that can think of ideas right and many you know many people can have made camp what it is it wasn't just one person's vision and so I'd be willing to talk about it. But if you're going to circumvent and try to hide and do things that way, your hands are kind of tied at that point. Cause now you're, it's not only about the dog, you're breaking trust and what else are you hiding and what else are you doing? That kind of stuff. And so it doesn't make any, it, it makes everything worse. And so going through that whole rigmarole and hopefully they understand that point first, like that's the first problem is the breaking of trust. The second problem is the actual dog itself. Um, And it would have to be like, hey, we've gone about this the wrong way for right now. That dog has to find another home. Now, we can start going over policies and stuff and figure out if we can want to start allowing dogs on site. But as of right now, that dog needs another home. And this is that's the way it's got to be, because you've already introduced danger into this property. It's obviously not being taken care of and it's it's an issue and even if we go forward and do these things right like i don't know like does the dog does the dog had all its shots uh what's its temperament uh blah 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 blah. like we have kids on site and what if the dog is like playing with a kid and tackles a kid like that's you know that's that's a problem so i think it would just have to be that conversation it would be hard but i'd also be pretty upset about the lying and hiding and so it would make that a little easier that was a really good answer what was a good answer Thanks. you suck All right. <laughs> well what I'm going to say is that uh, there's always loopholes in every rule and I would uh, comb through those rules and regulations you have for your, your personnel policy whatever it might be And uh, I've gotten really good at reading those now in my career and I would find the one spot where instead of um, getting rid of the dog, it actually gives camp authority to take the dog for their own. And I would claim the dog is mine. And then I would sell that dog for a lot of money because I know camp needs it. 
and it's got to be Ooh. a cute dog if uh, someone's willing to go through those lengths to sneak it on camp. So, yeah, I would use it as a fundraiser opportunity. I'd be like, hey, world, who wants this dog? Starting bid at 1000 Hey, world. <laughs> hey, world, who wants this dog? Yeah. Yeah. And go from there. And then you just made camp a boatload of money. And that person will probably be upset, but you're probably going to fire him anyway. So, you know. Wow. wow. Fired. Fired. Well, I wouldn't do that. You might. So what happened? Uh, John, tell so, us. So <coughs> basically what happened is this person, um, they were found out. The director said, hey, that dog has got to go. Like, There's multiple reasons why. You can already tell. And this person realized their mistake and they took the dog away. And what that did at the same time was it gave like more more fuel to stoke the fire of like why we can't have pets why we can't blah 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 and so then it, yeah. things got a sh- little more strict too for the next couple of years things have eased up a little bit and there's you know there's been some other conversations had um that person that did it was me oh, <laughs> John, you rule I, so can't believe you john would you? i never not, would have guessed that not i literally not to like try to defend myself in this but like You're i just got out of college absolutely yep. but in a terrible way it's not a good defense um i just gotten out of college i was excited for the world ahead of me this wasn't a full-time job that i was starting yet um i was just seasonal still seasonal staff but full-time seasonal at that time um and so i felt like it really didn't matter and like i was doing just fine the dog was way off away from people until it kept getting out um but yeah i mean it was not a good choice to make to get this new dog that was also it hadn't been trained from the time it was a pup to like it was a year and a half at that time almost two years old i guess there was no time for me and this dog to like to train it and to make it a good dog and so it was just I was making terrible choices, um, <laughs> but I was given a lot of grace and explained further the policies, and I understood all of it. And I actually got to the point where I was like, you know, maybe dogs don't really have a place on site at camp. Um, and so I, you know, I'd been talked into the other other side of the the argument um, for multiple reasons but don't don't go behind your executives back and bring a dog on site no and it's a violation of trust and policies and it brought uh, bears so and it brought, see, i want to so hold on what, what happened to the dog oh yeah um so i was able to find it a good home um good. i actually saw the dog about <gasps> two three months ago so you actually oh. like got rid of the dog? You gave it up? I did. I oh, did. man. That's um, hard. But I went to a, this guy that I knew. He was really good at training animals. It's a, it's now a bird hunting dog. Um, Dope. What kind of dog? It, it was a golden retriever. Oh. Ooh. So, I mean, it had plenty of energy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you think? Yeah. Oh, man. So That's crazy. This, I think the bigger lesson here in kind of help you get out of trouble is that if you're an employer you need to make sure 
you actually give your policies to your employees mm. because I feel like a camp, especially like that's one thing that kind of gets forgotten. So I'm going to just say it. When I started at Sugar Creek, I did not see a personnel policy until about a year into the job. Really? Yeah. Did not Man, get a copy was like- until they were updating it. And I was like, oh, no one ever showed me this. We actually gave a copy to all of our counselors. Yep. Uh, well, we, we I had, had like we we had a binder that we that we give like at the beginning of staff training. We called it the Bob, the Book of Briarwood. Yeah. And um. And part of that in the back was like the personnel policies, and it was I told him like, dude, you should read all of it. We're not going to go through it all in staff training, but here's a couple of things of note you should read in your personnel policies. We give examples of like. Here's where it talks about like, hey, you can get fired pretty easily, <laughs> like yeah, and like I and knew so the summer it. staff one, but like for full time staff, there's all the information about health insurance and yeah, um, like all of your benefits and retirement accounts and like vacation days off. Like there's a policy for that, and I never saw that. And at Lutherdale, it was on my desk my first day. It was right there for me. So like yeah, it makes a difference and. I know I just called out my two former camps and hey, you know what it is, what it is. But you have to set your employees up for success, no matter where you are. And like, that's an important thing. You can't, I was told this many times that you can't expect someone to follow a rule unless they know what they did wrong. Like you can't expect behavior to change unless they know they did it. So if I'm told like, hey, you can't have that dog. I'm like, where is that? Why can't I have the dog? I was never given the rules, and they yeah. just tell me you gotta get rid of it. You can't have it. Like, it's that doesn't work. Some sour, yeah. So I and I think, like I was saying before, like the, they're there for a reason. Like somebody put thought into this. They wrote it down. There's a reason these rules exist, right? But at the same time, rules change as time changes. Like John, you were saying, like, what's the policy now at the camp about dogs? They they've got a, a policy that allows uh, full time staff to keep a dog at camp and of course they've got certain boxes you yeah. got to check with that yeah. animal yeah um, you've got to have mm-hmm. shot records on file you've got to have this you got to have that yeah I, and that makes sense right and right. it makes sense as that evolves so for people listening that aren't even in a camp setting like whatever job you're in y'all just if you're not in a place that you feel like that's a negotiable thing that speaks something about your management mm-hmm. i'm just gonna say that like it is what it is, right? You need to be in a place where you feel like your voice is heard sometimes. And I get like, if you're just like, you know, a cashier person and like, you're just kind of clocking in, clocking out on certain hours of the week, there's only so much of a voice you're going to have, right? But it's important, man. Like, I don't know. I'm passionate about that stuff. Oh, yeah. And that's why like, and your your story like filled me with anxiety where yeah. they were like, they were hiding the dog. I was like, oh my right. God. No, and it, it, it was definitely a big lesson learned and it, it fed into I mean not even six months later I got hired on full-time um, right. as a program director and you know they had a conversation with me it wasn't hey get rid of that dog yeah mm-hmm. what the f are you doing like get out of here mm-hmm. you're done bye it was a conversation and it was part of yeah. building the relationship and I, I, I think it added yes it broke some trust but it added further trust into it down the road um well and they did it right by teaching you right and letting you grow from it right so i will say though that i did get um 
policy procedures, everything for staff when I was hired. But <laughs> you just ignored it. No. <laughs> you just but didn't read it. <laughs> it was for summer staff only. When I got hired on full time as program, oh. we did not have a full time staff oh. policy at all. We didn't have it until maybe a year before I left. Oh wow. my gosh. Wow. Now, <laughs> now there was this a, is the bear all tell all episode. I'll tell you what. There's a lot of other stuff sh- going on. This really on. is the three BC they, episode. Burn and bridges. No, they, but the the <laughs> policies that we had were very very exhaustive. Like they uh, they basically handled everything. But of course, there had to be some some other stuff added, and so it was eventually split to from full time and seasonal. But <sighs> dogs a camper, a touchy subject. Yeah. Um, well, and there's always all like, man, we could go on and oh, on yeah. about this, but like, there's even like, do you allow all breeds? And if you do, like, how do you handle that when somebody voices a concern? Mm-hmm. And dude, it's a real touchy thing. And I remember we've, we've got, I've got a few stories. I don't know if they're like podcast episode worthy, just like more like put them in the after show. Yeah. Um, we'll probably talk more about it in the patreon content but it's just there's just a lot that goes with it um i have met some of my most favorite dogs i've ever met have been camp dogs Mm -hmm. and some of the most pain in the butt dogs have been camp dogs (laughs) just like camp kids yeah they're the worst hey y'all uh if you have a story about camp dogs or uh, some anecdote about camp dogs we want to hear it uh through a variety of ways the first one i was thinking about this i we post something on Facebook about the episodes every week. Yeah. Um, John and I usually try to share Seems it. like us. Um, after Jeff posted it on our Facebook page, and Jeff usually shares it too, especially if we have guests and we reference people and we tag them in there. But y'all, throw a comment on there about your, like, favorite camp dog. Or if you had a camp dog. You know what I want to see? Pictures of camp dogs. Because those are amazing. So please, in the comments, post pictures of your camp dogs. And if you have a story to share, go for it. Um... And you can find us on Facebook. Uh, pretty simple. You just, you know, Google this one time at summer camp, and we'll probably show up on Facebook. I don't know. <laughs> or on Facebook, um, you search like for it, not Google it. Shut up, Jeff. <laughs> um, you can Google it. Um, hey, Jeff, if they wanted to do something cool and leave us a voicemail, what number would they call? Call off memory. It's 262-885-1551, I think. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. It is. You are correct. Um, and, John, could you please... Tell our listeners how they can support us through Patreon and what that is. It's not OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, it is not OnlyFans. It's not TikTok. Nope. Good. It is... it we have one of those, though. We just don't use it. it. <laughs> I still don't understand why we have a TikTok. Yeah, you know. Because we got to cool, take the name on all platforms just in yeah, case. Just so in case. Sell it. Yeah. Come on, bud. Uh, so that email is this number no it's patreon <laughs> tell us what about the patreon i thought you asked about the email i wasn't listening no i know okay so i got extreme anxiety when you started talking about how to get a hold of us and so i pulled up the the voice thing so i could remember the phone number then you didn't ask me that and so i was like i do know the email i do know the email yeah no please explain uh, our patreon like, to our listeners. i'm in the middle of finals I'm ready for answers. Like two questions. Oh my gosh. <laughs> gosh, that was good. 
Um, okay. Fine. So, on our OnlyFans, you can <laughs> log in. You can subscribe to us. Um, we don't take the money and we don't pocket it. It's Patreon, folks. Come on. You know, you know my old joke by now. Um, subscribe to us. You can. Um, there's different tiers you can subscribe to, but you get a lot of extra content. Um, you get to hear about Jeff's favorite boy band. You get to hear about the drinks we're having. Yeah. You get to hear about um, all these other fun dog things that Aaron's going to tell us about later. Um, yes, you do subscribe to it, but we don't take that money and pocket it. We're not trying to buy Jeff a yacht. Uh, we are, but not with that not money. Yet. Um, <laughs> um, and we're going to take that and we're going to find a way to give it back um most likely to lutheran outdoor ministries where we all connected and met and fell in yep. love um we did fall in love <laughs> uh and guys if you want to leave us uh, an email uh with whatever it is that you're going to email us with you can do that at this number one time at summercamp at gmail.com uh y'all this was a fun episode good story john uh yeah, very thanks, good john. like lesson story we haven't had a good like lesson story in a while it's always you you're you are the moral backbone of our podcast he's the one breaking the rule in this story which is kind of the funny part Mm, way to kill that so anyways my name is aaron hey uh that was jeff yep uh the that is john the rule breaker (laughs) and uh (laughs) we'll see y'all next time bye bye mom summer camp